And welcome to episode 69 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Colin Kaepernick has his workout with the NFL. We're going to break that all down, tell you what it means for Colin, tell you what it means for the NFL, and then we're breaking down week 11. The Cowboys, are they contenders again? And has Lamar Jackson passed Russell Wilson in the MVP debate? We got tons of week 11 takeaways. And then NBA talk, the Los Angeles Lakers, best record in the NBA. They're sitting at 11-2, but LeBron James continues to carry the purple and gold. Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, he was in attendance last night. We got all that much more here on episode 69 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube, watch all the clips, and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. But we got a jam-packed Monday show for you guys, so let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? What it do, baby? Let's get it on. And we're going to start the show off today and talk about the Colin Kaepernick workout that was held over the weekend. And hey, Colin Kaepernick plus the NFL, what could go wrong, right? Everything. The Colin Kaepernick workout was an absolute disaster, not only for Colin Kaepernick, but for the NFL. An hour before the workout was set to begin, Kaepernick pulled out. His representatives, they totally chafed at a league-written waiver he was asked to sign, and they were concerned that it could broadly sign away his right to legal recourse over anything related to the workout. So Colin Kaepernick's people are saying, hey, Whatever happens in this workout, you're telling us after three years where I've been fit to play, where I've had the talent to play, you're telling me I can't have my own cameras? You're telling me the media is not going to be in here? Colin Kaepernick wanted transparency, and when Colin Kaepernick wasn't afforded that, he said, I'm out. Look, the tension between Colin Kaepernick and the NFL, it's too insurmountable at this point. The gap is too wide And Colin Kaepernick, what he did show on Saturday was the most important thing that he could show, was that he does have the talent to play. He made every throw you could ever want. He made frozen ropes to out routes. He had pinpointed slants. He connected on medium and long routes. He had a beautiful deep ball that maybe just a few quarterbacks in this league are capable of making. So Colin Kaepernick can look you in the eye and say, I have the talent right now to be in the NFL. I am better than the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL right now on NFL rosters. He's probably better. There's probably 15 quarterbacks right now that are better than Colin Kaepernick at this stage of his career. But look, it's the relationship is so fractured between Colin Kaepernick and the NFL. And here's Colin Kaepernick right after the workout. Ready for three years? I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here, showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth, stop running from the people. We're out here, we're ready to play, we're ready to go anywhere. My agent Jeff Nally is ready to talk to any team, I interview with any team at any time. I've been ready, I'm staying ready, and I'll continue to be ready. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 teams. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court, we're ready to go. 
So Colin Kaepernick, he proved Saturday that without any shadow of a doubt, his arm is NFL quality. The scout said it's an elite arm. It is. You see by the video, he can make all the throws. Also, right now, look at Lamar Jackson. They're looking for dynamic dual-threat quarterbacks. And hey, look, last night's game, if the Chicago Bears had Colin Kaepernick, they would have probably beaten the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams don't look that great. They are teams, and I'm so happy about it. I am thrilled that there are teams out there that are losing football games because their quarterback is worse than Colin Kaepernick. To me, it makes me very happy because, look, yes, Colin Kaepernick showing up with a Kunta Kente shirt. I understand how that could ruffle the feathers of owners. I understand how that could get in the way of you getting a job in the NFL, but look, he was done so dirty for so many years that you can't deny the fact that he's right to have some pent-up frustration. Look, it's only right, and until a team offers him a contract, this league is on the wrong side of history. Look, I'm not a civil rights leader or anything. I just know that the NFL would be better if Colin Kaepernick were in it, because look, the talent right now in the NFL, the disparity of talent between the elite quarterbacks and the bad quarterbacks has never been this significant. Look at Aaron Rodgers and Mitch Trubisky. Pat Mahomes, Chase Daniels. We can't have these bottom-feeding quarterbacks in the NFL. And Colin Kaepernick, if you want to inspire people, if you want to inspire the youth, future generations, you do that by being on the field. So if you have to take a little step back, not everything, don't give it all up, don't compromise at all, but you can't rock the Kunta Kente shirt. Look, do some, wear a Muhammad Ali shirt, wear a Jackie Robinson shirt, wear a Martin Luther King shirt, but not a Kunta Kente shirt because, hey, it just shows that you're going into it with some hostility. And look, if you want to inspire the youth, if you want to inspire future generations, find a way to get on that field. If you find a way to get on that field, and then your platform is as big as it's ever going to get. If Colin Kaepernick were to play in an NFL game again, that game, ratings-wise, would just be ratings heaven. It would blow up, and everyone would be tuned in because we want to see everything, the sideline antics, the post game, how he plays. It would be box office. So Colin Kaepernick, find a way to get back in the league by any means necessary. Just do it. And then when you get back in that league, look, you play on the Super Bowl, you're playing in front of 150 million people, and then your message, then they can't deny it. They can't deny what you're going to say because, hey, you got the talent and you got the commodity. So really, bottom line, it's a sad story. It's a sad situation. It's sad on both sides. It's sad that no NFL team is willing to step up, is willing to take the pushback from their fan base to say, hey, this guy can help our team. This guy was done wrongly. Let's let him play in the NFL. And I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I think it's back to the drawing board. And another year, he's getting older. I just personally think at this point, we're not going to see Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. And we're going to look back. And it's going to be really sad because, look, they're going to be the Kaepernick supporters that are never going to forget this. And then if he comes back, there'll be the NFL people that'll say, hey, we're not watching in the NFL. So the NFL and Colin Kaepernick, if they work together, they could appease both sides. It'd be better for him. It'd be better for the message. And it'd be better for the sport. And we're going to get into some Week 11 takeaways, starting with the most anticipated matchup of the weekend for me, the Texans and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. It was the duel of the dual threats, and this round goes to LaMarvelous Lamar Jackson. It was a laugher. The Texans got outplayed by now the favorite in Vegas. 
Lamar Jackson has just passed Russell Wilson and the odds makers' eyes in Sin City. He's now the favorite to take home league MVP. And yesterday, he showed out once again. Three touchdowns, 86 yards rushing. What he can do on the ground is just remarkable. It is absolutely ridiculous. I watch Lamar Jackson, and I start grabbing my ankles. My ankles will get sore just watching him juke guys out there. He's playing Madden on rookie mode out he- there. And hey, everyone say Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can throw the football better, right? Well, yesterday, Deshaun Watson, he goes 169 yards, 18 of 29, one interception, no touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, the running back, that's what everyone was saying for weeks, for years. He's a running back that plays quarterback. Yesterday, 222 yards, 17 of 24, four touchdowns. So, He has the accuracy, he has the touch, and the right amount of velocity to make throws out there. Just look at the last four weeks for Lamar Jackson. Look at the quarterbacks that he's beaten. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Watson, all in a matter of four weeks. Oh, and he didn't just beat them. He beat them badly. He destroyed everyone in his path in the last four weeks. The combined score of those games, 108-43. to So Lamar Jackson, he solidified himself as a superstar in this league. Is he the league MVP? I'm going to tell you what I think about that in a second, but I know a couple guys that think he's the MVP. One of them is Deshaun Watson. After the game, they exchanged jerseys, and Deshaun Watson, when he autographed his, he, put a, he called him the MVP on his jersey, and then his teammate Mark Ingram, who is now the best hype man in the NFL, listen to him after the game. Now I would just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Yeah. I'm right here in Beemore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. Whoopi. I'm about that. Whoopi. Big trust. Whoop, whoop. Lamar Jackson <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like I said before, you know, I'm all about winning. Um, it is what it is. I'm glad he feel that way, but you know, I'm trying to get some you know, even more. So we all can talk about it. And you got to love that. His teammates love him in Baltimore. That goes a long way with me. And I think right now, yes, Lamar Jackson is ahead of Russell Wilson for league MVP today. But ultimately, I think Russell Wilson catches back up and surpasses him and then takes home league MVP honors at the end of the year. So I'm still going with my preseason pick. And let's get more. Let's get into these numbers and tell you why I think Russell Wilson ultimately takes home the trophy. If you look at it, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions for Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson, 19 touchdowns through the air, five interceptions. Now, if you look at it, the QBRs are very close. 78.1 for Russell Wilson, 77.4 for Lamar Jackson. And the thing is, the explosive passes for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, he has 39 passes of 20 or more yards, right? You're wondering how many Lamar Jackson has? A very more than respectable 30 passes of over 20 yards that have been completed this year. So Lamar Jackson can do it through the air too. And if you look at it though, look at their similar competition. They played four games against similar competition in those games. Russell Wilson has 1,098 yards, nine touchdowns, and zero interceptions, one fumble loss. Lamar Jackson, 1,275 yards, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. So they played similar opponents. Russell Wilson has fared better in those games. But I know the one thing that really, really has me at odds here is when the Ravens went to Seattle and beat the Seahawks 
in Seattle. They won that game 30-16. to Not only did they win that game, Russell Wilson threw a costly pick six that really changed that game. But I think what it's going to come down to is the overall record of the teams. I think that the Ravens, they're going to probably finish potentially with a better record, but they have their division sewn up. But if you look at it, I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to overcome the San Francisco 49ers. Look at the Ravens. They go, they play the Rams on Monday Night Football coming up. They also play the 49ers at home in a game where if the Ravens win, that'll help Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks. So I think ultimately also the San Francisco 49ers, they play in New Orleans. They play Green Bay. I think they have some losses coming up. I think Seattle ends up taking the NFC West. I think that, look, he's a little older. He's uh, more traditional as far as a quarterback goes. I think Russell Wilson ultimately is going to get that done. But I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to get further in the playoffs. So he's going to get the regular season award he wants. The MVP, I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have a better shot of getting to the Super Bowl. And next, we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? we got to talk about them boys. It's been a minute. How is Dallas doing? Well, they got a win yesterday. Yes, it was the lowly Lions without Matthew Stafford. But the Cowboys, they got it done. They win 35-27, to and it was all about Dak Prescott. 444 yards passing, four number four, three touchdowns for Dak Prescott, and he's been carrying this Cowboys offense of late, and they got it done yesterday. My favorite thing I saw yesterday, though, was Ezekiel Elliott. I loved Zeke's celebration yesterday. He was doing the Dak hip dance after he scored a touchdown. On a third down, pressure coming. They're going to set up the screen. It's a low throw. What a catch by Elliott. First down, touchdown. I love you. That little hip play with Dak Prescott. I do that before I do these shows, just so you know, that little Dak Prescott hip warm-up. But you got to love Dak Prescott if you're the Dallas Cowboys right now. He is getting it done on the field, and he's going to get it done at the bank after this season. Every time he scores a touchdown, I just hear cha-chings and dollar signs for Dak Prescott because he's going to be Stax Prescott after this season. Because if you look at it, Dak's four games with 375 passing yards and two-plus touchdown passes this season, that's tied for the second most in a single season in NFL history. Only Peyton Manning has had more. He had six in 2013. And if you look at it right now, his receiving core, they lead the NFL in overall drops. More drops for the Dallas Cowboys than any team in the NFL. And despite that, he's top five in every category in the NFL. Does have nine interceptions. Want to cut down on those interceptions. But right now, Dak Prescott is as hot as any quarterback in the NFL. And this Dallas Cowboy offense through the air, they're really getting it done with Kellen Moore. He's still young. He's starting to really figure it out. And the Dallas Cowboys, don't look now, but the Dallas Cowboys lead the entire NFL in yards per game. Right now, they're averaging 444.6 yards per game, 
444 yards passing yesterday for number four. We're going into the fourth quarter of the season, and the Dallas Cowboys have a real opportunity to make some noise because right now, yes, they're only 6-4. and four. Yes, they're 5-1 and one against teams they should have beaten, and they're 1-3 against teams they could have beaten. So if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, you go and get a win this Sunday, and then we're going to start really taking you seriously. They play the Patriots this Sunday in New England. If they get that done, then we can start talking about the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC. But Dak Prescott, this man is on fire right now. Here's him after the game. I mean, I, I know I can continue to play better and play better than I did tonight. Uh, that's what I focus on. I don't think about performances in the past. I'm not going to uh, sit here and live too much on this performance. Uh, it's about what, I, what we can do now, um, how I can get better. Um, we're going to close this book and next uh, next opponents are very very good opponents so uh, I've got to keep playing playing like this and put our team in position to win games sure you're supposed to, to run in that time but if you're not getting positive yards you're not getting those first downs then what's the point of it uh, not going to beat our head against the wall so we went back to what was working uh, didn't convert on that that one drive that we wanted to had 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 chances we just didn't make those plays. And that quote from Dak Prescott to me was very important. It shows you that Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, and this Dallas offense, they're not a prisoner of the running game anymore. If the running game's not working, they're going to ditch it. They're going to say, hey, we're going to go with what works. Yesterday was the passing game. And if they can ever find a way to get this running game back on track, this Cowboys offense has the potential to be the best offense in the NFL. Just look at Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, he signed that monster deal. Highest paid running back in the NFL, well, he needs to start delivering on that contract because if you look at it after yesterday, he was held below 50 rushing yards for the second time this season. That matches total of sub 50 yard games during his first three years and 40 games with the Dallas Cowboys. His longest run Sunday, eight yards. He has one run of over 20 yards this season. What is going on with Ezekiel Elliott? I don't know if this offensive line is starting to slide. That's possible. But if you look at it, they're providing more protection for Dak Prescott. And this team was supposed to be about Ezekiel Elliott. He was supposed to be the head of the snake. Now it looks like Dak Prescott is the head of the snake. And it looks like the Dallas Cowboys, they can get Ezekiel Elliott right. They can get Zeke right. He still looks explosive. He still looks strong. It's just a matter of getting him into a groove, finding his rhythm. And if they do that, they're going to have the best offense in the NFL. And another win last night for the Los Angeles Lakers. They improved their record to 11-2 on the year. Best record in the NBA. And last night, it was thanks to another stellar performance by King James. LeBron, he dominated again last night. King James finished with 33 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. He goes 6 of 10 from 3. But the story last night was Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba himself. He was sitting courtside with his daughter Gigi. And the crowd went crazy when LeBron dapped up Kobe. By the way, LeBron has a chance to go over and say hello to Kobe, who is sitting in the front row right at midcourt. There's Mr. Bryant. It's his daughter, Gianna. They're sitting beside him. Not for long. You're absolutely right. LeBron. 
run, and he plays to the crowd again. 33. And now everyone's saying, what does this mean? What does this mean that Kobe Bryant went to a Laker game, brought his daughter along? Does this mean that this team has his stamp of approval? I don't think it means anything. I think Kobe Bryant wanted to go to a Laker game. I think it would be funny if they went to Kobe and they said, hey, Kobe, what brings you here tonight? And he said, well, my daughter's a big Trey Young fan. That would have been a nice troll job. But you know what? He did it. He went there. He really looked like he was entertained, that he believed in this current team. And that's just how the Lakers are. Look, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's like that Buzz Lightyear meme where he's pointing to the ceiling. Goats everywhere when it comes to Lakers. There's tons of legendary players that have worn that purple and gold. LeBron just happens to be the latest. So I don't think there's anything more than Kobe Bryant wanting to say, hey, I'm Kobe Bryant. I have a permanent key to this city. This is my building. We all love Kobe Bryant. You saw the ovation that he got. This guy can do no wrong in front of Laker fans, but for LeBron, LeBron James, he showed out. LeBron James took his game to another level, and he talked about Kobe's attendance after the game. Fantastic. Um, I know he came to a game last year, um, and, and just having him in the building, just knowing what he, um, sorry, what he did, what he meant to this franchise, what he means to LA, um, you know, and, and for me and my teammates, what it means to be a part of the Laker Nation, the Laker family, you know, it's a beautiful thing uh, for me. I grew up watching. Admiring, you know, I was one of the kids, obviously, who had the chance to come out straight out of high school. So he did it, and, you know, and I was just watching him, and, and it's just it's, it's dope. It's, it's just so surreal for me, just from a kid from Akron, to be able to have a guy like Kobe, um, you know, just take time out of his day, even at this point in my career, is still special. And so last night, when it comes to Kobe and LeBron, it's much ado about nothing. These two have won gold medals together. These two have had commercials together. These two have done a lot of things together. And Kobe Bryant has never had any beef with LeBron. He welcomed him with open arms. But the bigger takeaway last night was Kobe Bryant giving Dwight Howard a little love. He patted him on the butt, told him he's been playing great. And I think that's big because we know that he called him soft, that Kobe Bryant has had his issues with Dwight Howard, and that, to me, was the bigger takeaway last night. But guess what? You're going to see Kobe more and more this season. You know why? Because the Lakers are great. The Lakers are balling, and they look like they're the championship favorites right now. If you look at the Lakers, a top 10 offense, a top 10 defense, and number one in net rating. So this team, those are championship-level analytics. The Lakers, Frank Vogel has been a breath of fresh air. No drama with the Lakers at all early on. It's so refreshing. You love to see it. That offense, three-point shooting, they can improve that mark. But I'm telling you, the Lakers are coming. Kobe Bryant will be back. I just hope when he was there last night, he ran into some of that Clippers staff. It is their building. I hope he told some of those Clippers staff members, hey, this load management thing, it's charm and soft. We're not doing that here with the Lakers. But Kobe Bryant, it was great to see you last night at the Laker game. But that is going to do it for episode 69 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube, watch all the clips from today's show over on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification button, and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. But have a great rest of your day. See you guys Wednesday, and I'm out.